Welcome to the Abandoning Average podcast here for the aspiring Christian woman. There's a lot of self-doubt. Why am I not doing this? And then you're like, oh, well, because just because I'm afraid of it. There's also this norm of, well, why are you doing something different? I don't want you to be. People want for other people to look at them and say, oh, that person is successful. They put their mind to something and they did it. What happens most of the time is people start something and then it doesn't go anywhere. I think a lot of people aren't aware that they're actually like afraid to do something out of the ordinary. So then they don't do anything. By choosing to do something different, you are setting yourself apart. Fear of rejection, fear of anything is normal. It's what you do with it. Fundamentally, being different, doing something different isn't bad because God has given a purpose and that's what matters. I'm your host, Amanda Boardwine, and welcome to the Journey to Abandoning Average. Welcome to the Abandoning Average Podcast. This is episode 23. I have Genevieve Knowles with me today, and we're going to be talking about all things abundance because she is a abundance coach. And so if you want to go ahead and say hi. Hi. <laughs> so, Sorry, I want to interrupt you. <laughs> no, no, you're good. <laughs> so you're an abundance coach. We're going to be talking all about that. But then also, I have some fun questions for you. So the first one is, you have moved into living a low-waste life, um, so I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that, but then also, what's your favorite like low-waste trick? Oh, cool. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, low-waste, how did that start? So, I would say that's just like a piece of my journey, so it started for me with money, and I feel like that kind of is where a lot of people start. Um, like they're either in debt or their finances aren't looking the way they want them to look. And so for me, I started with money and trying to get control of what was going on. So much debt, graduated with so many student loans, credit card debt, all of it. So throughout that process, I started kind of letting go of my stuff and simplifying. Um, so I became a minimalist like throughout the process. Mm. And then from there, it just turned into like a gradual progression of, oh, what's this thing over here called zero waste? Like, what is that all about? And looking into that and realizing, oh, awesome. Because like, I would call myself somewhat of a hippie. I'm the classy hippie. <laughs> so I was like, oh, awesome. Yeah, I love the earth. This is a great thing that I can do. I can uh, be having a positive impact on the earth. I can be saving money and I can be simplifying. Like I can do all of these things by living out some of these principles. So I started looking into it and I did zero waste for, I don't know, two, two and a half years. Mm -hmm. And only within the last few months, I've started calling it low waste as opposed to zero waste. Uh, zero waste is the goal, and it would be great if we were there, but we're just not there yet um, within our culture, our economy. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just not feasible. And so when you say the term zero waste, that is so overwhelming to people. They're like, how in the world do I create zero waste? Like, yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> no. So I was starting to feel a lot of pressure um, I was starting to feel kind of like a hypocrite in areas where mm -hmm. 
I didn't know how to do zero waste in this particular area or it was something that I really wanted and it was going to add value to my life, but it created waste. And I was like, how do I, how do I balance these feelings and emotions that I'm having with like grace? Like, how do I give myself grace through this? Like I am making a difference. I am making progress and improving and adding value to my own life as well, not depriving myself. How can I do all of this in a way that just feels better and it doesn't feel like this perfect, like pressure filled title or label yeah. that I have to and live with. <laughs> yes, it was yeah. such a burden. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm just gonna start saying low waste because I do live very low waste. Um, like I I don't do this anymore. I don't keep track of my waste like I used to. Um because I was trying to get to zero. So I was keeping track of it. So mm. when I stopped keeping track of it, I was at a point where I could fit all of my trash for an entire month within a mason jar. Mm. And there are people who can fit like five years of worth of trash within a mason jar. So like yeah. there's a spectrum. And yeah. so <laughs> even with that, that's not zero. Like that's uh -huh. five years within it, but it's still not zero. Mm -hmm. So I, I, um, started calling it low waste and since then it just feels so much better <laughs> like I the whole hypocrite element of it mm -hmm. that's gone away because I've given myself grace and I'm like okay this particular thing it does create waste like I'm mostly vegan so a lot of that stuff like obviously you can buy produce and stuff in the bulk bins but if you want vegan ice cream or if you want veggie burgers or whatever like that comes with some waste mm -hmm. um or if you're gluten-free your stuff has to be packaged right like mm -hmm. you can't get that package free and so like where's the give and takes here so i just kind of settled off with we're gonna call this low waste and leave it at that and um not burden ourselves trying to get to zero at this time awesome i love it i love it because i I know a couple people that are doing that, but I think it's just such an interesting thing. And it's so, um, it's very prevalent right now. Like it's something that we can all kind of talk about and get more awareness on and everything. So I love that you're doing that. And I love that you're able to share it. Oh, and you asked for a tip. Um, oh, a tip. Yes, a tip. I forgot I asked for a tip. What is happening? <laughs> so, a tip I would say is um, to start eliminating single use items. Um, mm -hmm and then go from there. So if you are out and about, if you love coffee and you mm -hmm. always go and get to go coffee, like be that girl, be that man, be that woman, be that guy, be that person who shows up <laughs> with their thermos and is like, Hey, can you put it in this? Um, yeah. instead of doing the to go cup, um, stop using straws. If you really love straws, uh, purchase a reusable one like mm -hmm. glass or stainless steel. Mm -hmm. Um, there's, everyone sends this to me and I find it hilarious and I love that they send it to me on Facebook for the longest time. There was this video of a reusable straw that kind of like expanded and it, it would fold down I've seen that. Yeah. on a keychain and like have it on your key. <laughs> and everyone was like, do you have this? Like, look at this. Isn't this great? And I'm like, that's awesome. I don't have that cause I don't use straws, but if you love straws, like that is <laughs> Maybe you thing. need to use it. Yeah. So but I just thought it was hilarious. I'm like, you're the 100th person who sent me this. <laughs> but 
it's good. It's all in good fun. Um, so yeah, I would say start with single use things and that looks like, um, trash bags, uh, grocery bags, produce bags, Mm -hmm. straws, water bottles to go cups. Um, that's kind of the, the biggest impact that you can have Mm -hmm. is if you stop using single use. And then from there, you just start asking questions whenever you are like going through your daily routine and going through your life and be like, Hey, I'm throwing this thing away. Why am I doing that? Mm -hmm. Like, is there something else that I can use that would be reusable or is this particular thing recyclable? Is it compostable? Can I get it package free? Like then you just start asking yourself those questions and you grow from there. No one starts out fitting their trash in a mason jar, like on day one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. All the info. Here we go. This is what the whole interview is going to be like. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ask me questions and then I'll talk for a half hour. On each no, time. I think it's great. I'm like, yes, give me all the info. I want it all. <laughs> okay. So transitioning from there into like what you do for your job, you're an abundance coach. So just really quickly say what that is. And then from there, I want to talk about it more. Cool. So an abundance coach helps you live a life of more. And that's kind of what we all want. We're all going after more, but we're doing it in ways that aren't giving us what we want. We're doing it in within like culture's normal view of what more looks like, which is perfect for this podcast, abandoning average, which mm-hmm. you could also say abandoning normal too, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you don't want to be average and normal. So we want to get you out of that, uh, that rut within the normal average system of what more looks like and get into what that actually means for you and who you are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love it. Okay. So from there, when you start actually working with people, if somebody says, Hey, I want to work with you um, and become your client and everything like what's, what's the initial steps that you take? So like from reach out Um, or like probably from higher. Like what, what do you actually start working through with people? Like what would be some tips for listeners if they're trying to work through this kind of thing? Cool. So from starting one-on-one, we go, we go over questions a lot. Um, like I have a bunch of a list of a whole bunch of questions that we go through. And basically we are working to determine where are your pain points? Like what is it that you actually want? Because when you start in this process, what you want at the beginning looks completely different from what you actually Mm -hmm. want at the end. And that's because of stories that you're telling yourself, um, limiting beliefs that you're operating out of and just like accepting things the way they are instead of starting to question and explore and dive into them. So if it's about money or about your career or about wanting to make a positive impact or just like wanting to feel at peace. Um, Cause like anxiety plays a really big part in my story and in the stories of the people that I get to help. Um, What is causing that anxiety and how can we declutter Mm -hmm. all of that stuff like out of your soul and out of your mind and just out of your being out of your life. Mm -hmm. And that often translates like it starts out very uh, not theory based, but like very in the coaching space. Like we are talking 
we're working through this. We're doing the deep and like inner work and then it can translate into like more practical application steps. Um, like I actually do help people declutter their homes, but we don't do that until we establish like, what do you want? Like, what do you want your life to look like? What do you feel called to? And what do you feel like has been keeping you from doing that? And we address those and then we move into like more practical steps of, okay, how do we get that stuff out of your life? Um, creating a, a home environment that's going to support the life and like the vision that you have mm -hmm. is super crucial throughout that process. So that's just like one of the things that we do. Wow. Okay. So I have like so many tangent questions on that. Okay. So, um, first, the first thing that I heard was, um, you said that you kind of came into this and like growing into talking about abundance and everything through having a lot of anxiety. What did, what's the story that kind of came into that? Right. Okay. Do you mind sharing that? <laughs> no, I love sharing that. Let's do it. So, uh, when was this? I'd say that my journey kind of started around five years ago, maybe, okay. maybe five and a half to six years ago. And at some point in the early stages, like my anxiety was so bad that my fingers like were dripping sweat. My hands and feet were sweaty like all the time. And I, I just, for the longest time I thought, okay, well this is my normal and I have to figure out like, do I need to take a pill for this? Like I was looking at how to fix it on the surface level and it got so bad to one point, like I had to leave work. I couldn't, um, I couldn't use the touchpad like on my computer cause my fingers and hands were so sweaty that the computer oh wasn't resonating that I was touching it. Wow. And I just got into such like a horrible place. And I was like, okay, I'm leaving. I'm leaving work. I'm getting on the phone. I'm finding somebody to help me. And I started like with acupuncture hmm. with on that particular, like the health aspect of it. Um, but like I said, I, I also like started with money. I was like, okay, money is causing me a lot of anxiety. How do I get a hold of this? And then that moved into my home environment and like, I hate how much time I spend cleaning and organizing and I'd rather be outside just like hanging out with people or going on a hike or just walking through the neighborhood or going out to eat, having fun and not having my life fall apart as a result of it. So how can I get rid of some obligations or chores or like just maintaining? I don't want to maintain. I want to multiply. Yeah. I don't want to be in that state of maintenance for my whole life and so then moving from there went into the whole like zero waste low waste thing and from there then started really getting into like inner work and mindset and abundance and I don't even know what the catalyst was I like to say that it was somewhere around July of 2017 when mm -hmm. I first started really playing with this idea. Um, I think I was reading one of the You Are a Badass books. Mm -hmm. So okay. either the You Are a Badass or You Are a Badass at, at Making Money. Right. And she said um, everything that you need already exists. 
yeah, that, mm-hmm. that was the catalyst. And I was like, wow, okay, cool. I don't, I don't need to figure all of this out. I don't need to be anxious or worried about all of this. Everything exists. I just need to be in tune, like with who I am and what my values are. And then go from there and just trust that everything does exist and it will find its way to me and like through other people through whatever means necessary. And so I just, I just started playing with that and then learning more about it and actually seeing it work like in my life. And, um, from there, like I learned that all of that was very closely tied to the law of attraction. So then I went and dove into that for a while and I got, um, certified in law of attraction. And then I just started seeing like all the pieces coming together of like everything that I was doing before was very surface level. Like Mm -hmm. it's all centered around intentional living. So the money, the decluttering, the simplifying, the um, being a good steward of our resources and the planet, and then moved into the mindset work. So now what I do is a combination of the, of the two and help people because you got to have that practical stuff, right? Like it can't just be all about talking. Um, so we do that part and we do the mindset work, but then I help them with the practical intentional steps that they can take. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I want to know like, um, if you were going to walk into something like for listeners here, if they're like, okay, that I need to declutter my home. I need to like, what do I do? What are some of like the initial questions that you ask people when you go into their home and you're like, okay, let's, let's start working through this. So I ask like, okay, where are your pain points? What's driving you crazy? Mm. And then I ask why a lot. Um, I feel like people think that this process is so much more complicated or complex than it really is. Like Mm -hmm. it's really simple. Um, and so I think people get surprised, like, wait, that's all you do. You just ask people questions and yeah, the best (laughs) thing to do. (laughs) That's really all I do is ask them questions. And, um, the questions are derived from our natural conversation. Uh, so asking them questions around like, what, what do you want? What, no, really? Like, what do you want? Okay. Well, why do you want that? All right. Well, why is that? Why do you want that? And why do you think you want that? And, oh, because this person said that to you. Oh, when did that happen? Did that form that pattern in your mind? Like Mm -hmm. just kind of going through the natural progression of having that conversation and boiling it down to what it is that you actually really want and feel called to and what you aren't taking action on because there's fears or limiting beliefs around it. Mm-hmm. And can you, um, mm-hmm. you can complete that thought, but, um, can sure. you talk a little bit more about, um, like fears, limiting beliefs and everything like that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'll give like myself as an example. So I, I used to be an architect. So all of this was happening while I was in architecture and I, I was in architecture for five years, maybe a little bit longer. And so, yeah, all of this started when I first started my like first real job as an architect, like I graduated, mm-hmm. moved and got my first job. And really quickly, I knew it wasn't for me. And it was like, it was devastating because I had lived my whole life wanting to be an architect. 
Like since I could hold a pencil and everybody expected me to be an architect and who was I if I wasn't an architect mm -hmm. and like, this is what I was put here to do. This is who I am. This is what I want to be. I want to be the best known architect in all the land. <laughs> and so getting hit in the face with, no, this isn't for you. That was hard. And it took a very long time before I was even willing to be okay with that. Because mm -hmm. then I was like, no, no, it is okay. It is the thing. I'm going to keep forcing. I'm going to keep doing this. But it got so painful. And I felt called towards like the simple living intent. I didn't know what it was. I was like, I'm, I got to help people with this. I'm going to help people who have anxiety and I'm going to help them get rid of it. But I don't really know how to do it yet. And I don't know what that looks like. And that's so different from being an architect. So no one's going to accept that. So I have to do something else. Architecture is not for me, but I can't do this actual other work that I want to do because I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. How do I talk about it? I don't know how to market it because I don't have the words to describe yeah, it. Like yeah. these, are, these are all limiting beliefs that I'm listing off here. And it's so different from what I'm already doing. So obviously no one's going to um, accept it. Um, thinking that I needed other people to accept it mm -hmm. in the first place, that's another limiting belief. And so I did a few things in the interim. Um, I decided... I'm going to do weddings because <laughs> I was getting married. Um, so, and I was having a blast like designing and planning our wedding. So I was like, Oh, this is it. Like I feel alive again. My creative juices are flowing. It's still very creative. It's still in the design realm. Mm -hmm. It's just like a different medium. So I'm going to do weddings. Then I did a few and I was like, nah, this isn't it either. <laughs> like, simple, don't like that so much no because like i don't want all my weekends to be gone so yeah. no um and like the simple living thing was there in like in the background i was like nah 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 whatever i can't do that i can't do that i can't do that mm -hmm. that's like the most basic limiting belief that we have i can't yeah. do that um and so then I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to do that. Let's, let's see. What else can I do? It's design related. All right. Well, I'll do graphic design and branding. And so I did that for a while and that was fun. And then I was like, no, <laughs> I did like a few clients with that too. And I was like, no, this isn't right either. So I went back and forth a lot. And then other limiting beliefs and fears that came up out of that process was wow, you're such a flake. Like no one is going to want to work with you or hire you because you move around all the time between like, oh, you're an architect. Oh, nope. Psych. Now you do weddings. Oh, now you do like branding and <laughs> like stick with it. And I was like, oh, muddled down in that for so long. And all of that has to do with mindset. It all comes back to mindset. and. Abundance mindset, it basically is everything that you need exists. Every, like you are enough. You are more than enough. You are better than well. Mm -hmm. And you were created to be an abundant force 
for good in this world. At least that's my interpretation. Mm -hmm. So there are things and forces within this earth and culture that don't want us to be abundant. And so we either accept those and like feel mired down by them. Sometimes we just don't even know that they are operating on us and we feel totally fine just do to do going through life, going through the motions until something happens. Usually it's a tragedy mm-hmm. and it reawakens us and we're like, what have I been doing with my life? Why am I not going after this more that yeah. is for me? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I answered your wow. question. That was that is so good. No, because as you were telling that story, I was like, oh my gosh, I've done this my whole life. And like recently, and especially since we talked like in person and everything, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, this is something that I go through a lot, but I grew up, um, and I didn't know this until later, but I think my dad had a, like a huge influence on me. Um, but he graduated with a history degree. Mm-hmm. I got a history degree years later and found out in the middle of getting my degree that he had had one. Like I, d- I didn't go into it doing that, but at the same time I was like, okay, I want to do this because my dad has talked about history for years and I didn't know that he had, it. <laughs> but I also like loved it. I traveled to Italy years ago and was like, I want to teach history here. Mm-hmm. And similar to like your architect um, wanting to do that and everything where it's like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to get my degree in it. And then you get out and you're like, this is actually not what I want to do. And what are people going to think, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I totally relate to that. And I think so many other people do too, where it's like, you got to make a shift in your life. And what do you do? What, like, <laughs> what are people going to think? Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I love that. So when people are struggling through that, what do you start like, how do you get them to kind of overcome that? Like say the example that you have of coming, uh, overcoming your fears of changing jobs and similar to what I had too of changing jobs. Like what, what is something when they're right in that position Mm -hmm. that you kind of work them through and walk through with them? So we talk about their fears um, because the mind, it has us, it operates out of fear. Mm -hmm. And, for the dumbest things like we feel like if we change jobs that the world's going to end like no (laughs) like or you need money and so you have to stay in this job and I'm like okay there are so many ways to make money let us count the ways and let us pick some like okay this job or and we're using jobs as an example but it it can be kind of anything but like this job is crushing you. Mm-hmm. Sure, it, you make money, but why are you making the money? Like, yeah. what, what needs do you have? What desires do you have? Like, is this money going to any of that? Like, are you putting your money where it matters? And, oh, it's funny I said that. I did a class on putting your money where it matters. That's great. <laughs> so, um, back to fears, right? Yeah. So we go over their fears and we boil down like where, where those fears are coming from. And we were like, they're just coming from the mind. Like, but what are you saying? Like, what is your inner voice saying? What actually feels right and like aligned with you? And it feels scary just to the mind. It doesn't feel scary to 
like our true selves because Mm -hmm. that is us being us. Like that's how we are expressing ourselves in like full alignment, full authenticity. So it's not scary and Mm -hmm. it is provided everything that we need. We have access to, and we don't have to have it all figured out. Let's just get the first step figured out and we'll go from there. Mm -hmm. Like, this held me back for a really long time of thinking that I had to have the whole plan like mm-hmm. figured out before I could take any action. But the, we get so messed up in doing that. And I think that's the mind again, telling us like, this has to be perfect. Okay. Well, if you're going to do it, you have to do it perfect. And you have to have this whole plan out or you can't do it at all. It's like, so all or nothing black and white, but like we live in this world that has multiple spectrums, like not just shades of gray, like all the colors we have, it's mm-hmm. all there. So we can figure out how to move from one to the other. And we don't have to have it all figured out before we get started. Um, that goes back to what I was saying at the beginning, where when we get started, what we want isn't actually what we want. Mm-hmm. Like I thought I wanted to be a world renowned designer and that's what I wanted. So, okay, let me figure out how to get that. And in doing so, all this other stuff came up. Everything that was causing me to be out of sync with who I was, was surfacing and I was having to deal with it at one layer after the next. And then when I got to the end of it, realizing like, no, I just, I want to help people who are going through a similar thing that I just went through. And now I have all these tools so that I can help them. Mm -hmm. And that's actually what I want. I wanted the design thing because I thought it would give me connection with people or it would give me the feeling of purpose. Mm -hmm. So we mistake that. We're like, okay, this thing is going to give me what I want. And so we go after that thing rather than going after what we really want. Right. So that's why we just ask tons of questions to Mm -hmm. get going. Like, okay, what do you want? Or why do you want that? Mm -hmm. And people aren't necessarily able to answer it. Like the first go around. Sure. I know I wasn't. I mean, it took me a while. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this, it's a never ending process. Like we're always shifting and growing and expanding and evolving. So I'm not done. I won't be done till I'm gone. Like, yeah. While I'm here, I'm never done. So we just have to be okay with that. We have to come to terms with literally no one is done. No one on this earth right now is done. Nothing is perfect. No one is perfect. Everything is okay. Everything will be okay. Like we are perfectly fine being imperfect where we are. And the way will be presented when we follow what we're called to. And so I wanted my life to matter. I wanted to be making a difference. And I misinterpreted that early on. I thought my life, my life mattering meant being a famous designer. Hmm. No. No. Not for me. Maybe other people. Sure. (laughs) And then that's where jealousy comes from. Mm -hmm. When you see somebody else succeeding and thriving 
in the thing that you think you want and you're not getting it, well, you're not getting it because that's not for you. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> and it's okay. Like, but that, like that particular thing isn't for you. Mm-hmm. But what you believe will, what you believe you will get from that thing, that's for you. Mm-hmm. Like with me, purpose, meaning, impact, that's for all of us. Yeah. But how that plays out is different for each and every one of us. Mm-hmm. So we have to let go of that outcome, that expectation of it has to be this, it has to look like this. And just start following where you feel led. Like what lights you up? What makes you excited? What makes you angry? What makes you sad? Like, and why? What's going on there? And then you can start to see patterns and threads and you just keep following them. And then before you know it, like you are where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. So good. Okay. So you're talking about um, being like, you're not done yet. You've got more to do all of that. So can you share like a little bit of like what, what you want to do in the future? What are some of your dreams, goals, all of that? Yes. Okay. Cause I'm excited about them. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'm excited too. So, <laughs> uh, I just like, I just have to laugh and like, ah, like I just have, ah, when I look back on who I was <laughs> like in the process, like I don't feel bad for her, but I kind of do. I'm like, it's okay. You're okay. <laughs> like, I just I'm glad it's it. not still happening. Like <laughs> we yeah. moved on. Yeah. But I just, I can remember being just fully in the thick of it of like, what am I supposed to do? What is it? Cause mm. like I did this and that wasn't it. I did that and that wasn't it. And like, it's never the thing. It's who you are supposed to be. It's your calling. Isn't like something to do. Your calling is who you are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So I was in my bedroom, like just kind of sitting on the edge of the bed going, going through my resume of all the odd jobs that I've had like throughout the years. And I'm like, I'm so fickle. Like I just, I love all the things that I love learning and exploring and creating and helping people. But like, what in the heck am I supposed to do with all of that? And I just like fell back like flat (laughs) on the bed, like and sighed. And then I just felt God tell me it's a school. And like, I sat straight up and I'm like, it's a school. What, what does that mean? And <laughs> on that, please. <laughs> and that's all I heard. <laughs> um, wait, come back. Yeah. Give me all this yep, yep, I'm ready. <laughs> but I was like, okay, no, it's a school. All right. Yeah. That makes sense. Cool. I like to learn. I loved school. Like I love learning. It's so fun. And all right. What does that look like? So I am now in the process of truly figuring out what in the world that looks like. Um, I feel like so many people get stuck in the current education system And I only say that based off of my own experience and talking with other people. I don't say that from the perspective of being a teacher or having actual (laughs) 
like detailed knowledge of how the education system works. <laughs> and I always want to preface this with like, we have the best teachers. We have so many wonderful teachers. It really is like the system and the system is a result of our culture and our mindset. Mm-hmm. So it's not like any one person's fault. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I grew up wanting to be an architect my whole life. I went to Virginia Tech to become an architect. I went into thousands and thousands of dollars in debt for student loans. I graduated and pretty much immediately knew it wasn't for me. Mm. And like, could I have circumnavigated that process? And how can I help others do that? Like, how can I help those who feel like they know exactly what they want to do but like let's give it a test drive first shall we before we like commit to five years and five years of student loan debt yeah like let's give it a test drive and let's explore some options let's really get into like who are you what do you value you think you really want to do this thing okay well let's unearth the why and the values beneath that and see if they match at the end Like, do they actually match? Okay, if they do, cool, you're on the right track. Go off to college. Go do the thing. But if they don't match, then what? Then what do you do? Yeah. So I want to, and it's not even a want, actually. It just, like, it is and is. Like, I am going to create a school slash commune. Um, So I call it an educational collective. Because it will be a place for people to come and learn and grow together and explore. Um, Explore, like, who they really are, what their values are, what makes them tick, what makes them come alive. Like, what are issues that they feel called to solving? Like, not, I want to make money. How do I make money? Or what's the job that's going to give me the most money? It's like, this thing really stirs up fire within me like passion within me Mm -hmm. these several things over here they all do that okay how can I create a life that incorporates all of them Mm -hmm. and so it's going to be designed as kind of like a gap year experience Mm -hmm. and be geared towards people coming out of high school but also towards like adults who are in careers that they hate. And instead of staying in those careers, let's just take a pause for a year or six months, however long, um, and determine what your next steps are. And you have this place that you can come and live with other people who are going through the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. There's going to be coaches, teachers, community advisors, Um, politicians even like Mm -hmm. let's hear the whole gamut let's hear from everybody industry leaders like what do they all have to say about like this is the issue how do we solve it and like let's get these perspectives on it and compile that with my skills and my passions and then we will create a solution create a path for ourselves Mm -hmm. I want this like now I know me too Can we have it now? (laughs) Where is it? Where is it? I want it now. And like, it's so funny because, and so my husband is an architect as well. Like that's how we met. We met Mm -hmm. while we were both studying architecture. And so we talk about like, oh, cool. We'll get like a piece of land and we'll be able to design 
like the communal areas and like these tiny houses for like the dorms, quote unquote, mm-hmm. and have this awesome commune where people just come and learn and they make things and they grow food and they live together and they get really in tune with what their purpose is on this for this earth and then they leave and they go do it and yeah I'm really excited so my process right now I am starting a podcast. Woo! Woo! I'm so excited. <laughs> and I won't, say, I won't say the name yet just because um, still like working out a few things with that. Sure. <laughs> um, as we talked about before we started recording. Yep. yep. Um, <laughs> so I'm starting a podcast because I want to start sharing more on this topic and like hearing from people like what are their stories? What are their educational stories like? these people who are doing these awesome, cool things, making a difference in the world, how did they get there? Like who helped them? Like, how am I going to create this school or curriculum? Like if there is a a core curriculum, maybe there isn't, maybe it's self-driven by everyone every year. It's different. I don't know. But like, I need to start figuring that out. I want to start figuring that out. Um, And bringing people on who have created something like this like there are people who have created alternative educational programs or alternative living communes or collectives or whatever so bringing them on how did they do it what got them started um all of that like the nuts and bolts plus just anything i find interesting along the way um because i love all the things and i love to learn and so i'm constantly learning and i don't really have a way to share (laughs) like at the pace at which I'm learning. Mm-hmm. So if I can just plug in and just talk rather than having to write blog posts or like come up with all of these different ways of creating content, I'm like, I can just show up and talk and bring people along on the journey, like from concept to commune, like how are we doing this? How mm-hmm. is this unfolding? Yeah. And then, then it will be, and it will be here. And I'm excited. I'm excited. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're going to be like the classy hippie version of Angie Lee, like getting on her podcast and everything. Like that is high <laughs> praise. I have thoughts here. <laughs> have some thoughts. That is high praise. <laughs> it's all a journey, right? We all get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so where can people find you right now? Like your Instagram handle, um, the podge, like all the different things. Yeah, so the school commune that already has a name um the podge co so the podge collective because we are a collective of podgepodge people trying to make a way in the world and becoming abundant forces for good some way somehow and we're gonna do it together (laughs) do it we're gonna do it together and the most interesting things happen in the overlaps like when Mm -hmm. we come together and overlay our interests and our stories and our experiences and so that's what it is it's the podge collective um I am on Instagram as that, uh, but I I paused that in April um, okay. because I felt this shift. I was like, "What? What I is happening?" I that, yeah, yeah. I was like, "What is happening with the Podge right now?" Because when I first launched it, I, I launched it as my coaching business, and I was like, "Why did I do that?" I was told it's a school, and yet I launched it as a coaching business. So <laughs> I was like, "All right, I gotta I gotta push pause here." So. I stopped posting or doing anything with it in April. 
And um, once the podcast for it is ready to launch, then I'll come back. So Mm -hmm. you can go and look at old stuff. It's the Pods Co. (laughs) And be ready for the launch. Yeah, and be ready for (laughs) it. It's coming. It's coming soon. It will be here um, before the end of the year. And in the meantime, um, I am the classy hippie. And so you can find me everywhere as the classy hippie. Um, on Instagram, unfortunately, I have two underscores after it. One of these days, I will have just the name, The Classy Hippie. <laughs> but for now, I am The Classy Hippie with two underscores. And that's where you can find me. That's where I hang out. And that's where I post all the you things. you have a website? Yeah, theclassyhippie.com. It's the same? Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. hippie with an I-E. Okay, cool. Yeah. Fantastic. Hey, last question. Last question. I ask everybody this, but what does abandoning average mean to you? Ooh, I like it. Um, I think it means abandoning normal and questioning what is because so much of life is average and so much of our culture and society gets us stuck in this rut of trying to become more, but in doing so, we just remain average because we're chasing mediocrity. Mm -hmm. And so abandoning that means stepping outside and taking a time to pause and ask yourself, like, what is it that I'm here for? (laughs) Like, what do I want? I don't, I don't want to be normal or average, right? Nobody wants Mm -hmm. to be normal or average. I mean, I don't think so. No, I hope not. (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) Yeah, you would hope not. So I think that's what it means. I think it, it means stopping and taking a pause and rerouting and moving towards your own version of abundance. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is so fun. And thank you friends so much for listening into this episode. I am so grateful for you guys. I'm grateful for Genevieve and I'm just so happy that you were able to learn so much from her and I will see you all next week. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes and Come hang with me over on Instagram. Like, let me know what you guys think and everything. I am so excited to be able to hear more from you guys. And again, I'll see you all next week.